I'd like to read uh, from Romans 15, verses 30 to 33. And I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard. Now I urge you, brethren, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in your prayers to God for me, that I may be rescued from those who are disobedient in Judea, and that my service for Jerusalem may prove acceptable to the saints, so that I may come to you in joy by the will of God and find refreshing rest in your company. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. I want us to think for a few minutes uh, today about the work of prayer. I remember as a young Christian hearing a, a minister say that prayer is the hardest thing you would ever do. And in my uh, foolishness, inwardly, I laughed uh, when he said that. Uh, prayer is hard. The, the discipline of prayer, as we all know, is very, very difficult to be uh, daily uh, committed to this uh, work of prayer and seeking God in that fashion. But today, as I think about the work of prayer, I want you to think about the, the work involved in praying. And I just want to draw your attention to a part of this exhortation that the Apostle Paul uh, gives to us here in Romans uh, chapter 15. You know, he's written the book in order to uh, explain to the Romans why it's not been there to kind of pave the way for his trip and then gives us beautiful treatise on the gospel. And he returns now in chapter 15 to uh, preparing uh, them for his coming to be with them. Uh, but before he can come to Rome, he has to take this trip to Jerusalem uh, to carry this diaconal offering from the Gentile churches to the mother church in Jerusalem. And it's very dangerous uh, it was dangerous because it was quite possible that the Jews would reject this gift. And if they did, it would cause a huge uh, schism or cleavage in the church, the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's, he's seeking prayer uh, from the congregation in Rome uh, for uh, this ministry, that God will prosper the ministry and that he would be kept safe in the meanwhile uh, in fulfilling uh, this ministry. So uh, what I want to show you here is that uh, God commands us to labor in prayer. And there's a lot more to this. And I actually have a sermon on this text on sermon audio if you want to hear the whole amount. But I just want to want to focus on this laboring in prayer. Notice the language that Paul uses. Um, he exhorts us to strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Once you notice the nature of this work, it is what we would refer to as intercessory prayer. Much of what we're doing in times like this, pleading with God for one another, but particularly for the church, for the advance of the gospel, and even more particularly for um, revival. And there's many things that are involved in prayer. There's praise, thanksgiving, confession, etc., but here, uh, we are laboring in this prayer to God on behalf, in the text, of the Apostle Paul. So it is intercessory prayer. But the second thing about this work of prayer that I want you to notice very quickly from this text is that it is not the individuals praying, but it's a church gathering to pray. So this is all in the, uh, the second person uh, plural. And so Paul is calling on the church to enter in together to this work of prayer. 
we see that was the commitment of the early church right after the ascension of, of the Lord. The 11 go back to uh, the upper room and they join together in prayer with one mind uh, with the others and with Mary, the mother of Jesus and the women. I think this is where they were in Acts chapter 1 when the Holy Spirit was poured out. They were in that upper room. They were praying. They had a promise and they were praying that God would keep that promise and give them the Holy Spirit. We see them doing it in Acts chapter 4 after they're threatened by the authorities. And in Acts chapter 12, as Peter is in prison, the church is meeting together. It was a pattern of the early church uh, to meet regularly uh, in uh, this work of corporate prayer, particularly intercessory prayer. So what I want you to see now is what Paul means by strive together with me in your prayers. The word strive, uh, we get our English word agonize from this. It is uh, uh, a word that talks about work and hard labor. Uh, it's used in Colossians 4.12 of Epaphras, who was also earnestly laboring in prayer for the church at Colossae. And so right off, Paul alerts us to the fact that prayer is work. It's, it is labor. And I just want to draw attention to two things about this laboring in prayer. We can summarize them is that what this is, is persistent pleading. Persistent pleading. Let's take the pleading first. Prayer in our prayers, particularly intercessory prayers, and for the church and for the advance of the gospel, for revival, we are to come pleading with God. We are to come arguing with God. Spurgeon said that we are like a, a lawyer and that we, we fill our mouths with uh, arguments as we come and present our case to God. This might sound strange to you, but the Bible's full of, of examples of such. Just let me just give you one from uh, the life of Moses after the, the golden calf. And uh, God says that he's going to uh, destroy the people. In Exodus 32.10, let me alone that my anger may burn against them, that I may destroy them, and I will make of you a great nation. Then Moses entreated the Lord as God and said, O Lord, why does your anger burn against your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians speak same with evil intent? He brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to destroy them from the face of the earth. Turn from your burning anger. Change your mind about doing harm to your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants to whom you swore by yourself and said to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heavens and all this land of which I have spoken, I will give to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. So the Lord changed his mind about the harm which he said he would do to his people. He was training Moses here as the mediator and he used Moses' prayers. But notice how Moses argues with God. He pleads God's promises, God's reputation. He pleads uh, the covenant of God. And these are the things that God would have us to do as you come across promises in Scripture and, and works of God, uh, such as the theme verse for this prayer, you know, Isaiah 62. We're watching on the wall. If we're possible, weary God and give ourselves no rest until he makes Jerusalem beautiful. We see Abraham doing that with God over Sodom and Gomorrah. We often find this in Scripture. So we, we need to learn to plead with God to pull out of the Scriptures as we read Scripture uh, arguments to enforce our petitions 
and then as we make those petitions, uh, to uh, bring them to bear in our prayers. And then you notice I said persistent pleading, and we must persevere in prayer. Uh, God does not uh, ordinarily immediately answer prayers. He, he does in those times of need when we cry out to him for uh, some deliverance, but often he trains us uh, and teaches us to continue uh, pleading with him. And we, we see this in Luke 11. Um, you know, Luke is great about showing us our Savior at prayer. And one time after he'd been praying, the disciples came for instruction, and he, he gives them this form of what we call the Lord's Prayer. Then he gets to this matter of persistence in, in verse 5. Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine's come to me from journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside, he answers and says, Do not bother me. The door has already been shut, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, but because of his persistence and the word of shamelessness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. And then he goes on with these promises, all in the present tense. Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, and you will receive. And then how a good father gives good gifts to his children. Our father will give us good gifts. In fact, he gives us the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you uh, to persist in your pleading with God as you pray for things according to his will. Pray in faith. Don't stop. Keep pleading until the Lord bows the heavens and comes down.